0: That's Network.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit Network.org for thousands more. Today's program has been brought to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Cane5.com.
2: You're listening to Let's Get Real on Heritage Radio Network. All right, all right. Inmates, um, ugh, I mean campers, sorry. Uh, please settle down. I know you're all kind of hungry and a little hyper from too much boot camp and a little too much cooler aid today, but we really need to get this session started. We still have a long schedule ahead of us today, so can everybody please just sit down on their assigned tree stump? You'll see your name carved into it. You see that? Okay, thanks. So... Now, you've all been here at Foodiness Reeducation Camp for o- o- over a week, and uh, you still have a week to go, except the four of you who are in the six month extreme makeover group due to your meth like additions to diet soda and power bars. But the rest of you have been coming along very well and making excellent and swift progress. And our supreme leader, Erica, is very proud of you. And as soon as she gets back from her laser hair removal session this morning, she'll be leading you on a seminar on Jewish holiday cooking for Reformed foodiness addicts, since you're all missing Hanukkah this week by being here at the camp. And, and we know that Hanukkah is such an important holiday for the modern American Reformed Jew. And there are so many Hanukkah foodiness foods, like frozen Costco latkes and pre-cooked dry brisket. But what we're really doing is connecting in your minds the idea that Jews really do control the media and the idea of Erica controlling the entire food media. Then of course you will realize the inevitability of our dear leader Erica controlling the food media. Now just take a sip of your cooler aid from your sports bottle and repeat after me. It is inevitable that Erica control the food media. It is inevitable that Erica controls the food media. Or at least it's inevitable that Erica becomes the Daily Show's food correspondent with her own little show on Comedy Central. Just a little show like Strangers with Candy or That woman that Sarah Silverman had. and It won't take a big budget. Just enough to pay for some puppets and maybe a wig or two and to keep Chris on staff, too. Now, before we get to the actual reason that we're out here in the backwoods of the camp sitting in the tree stump circle, I want to remind you that it's time for your daily allowance of social media. So here are your devices, which we do keep locked up in the propaganda, I mean, media office. Now, remember... It's pursuant to your contract that you voluntarily signed that you are Erica's and Let's Get Real's Facebook fan, and that you like all her comments, and that you are Pinterested in Let's Get Real, and that you retweet Erica's tweets, and you foursquare that you're at foodiness Reeducation camp right now, which you will all do now, or it's back to the Liz and Dick viewing chamber for you as we discussed last week. And remember, all social media communication is subject to our censors, I mean our PR people. And by people, I I mean Chris. Now, we'll take a little pause as you drink your aid and pursuant to those contracts that you all willingly signed, promote Let's Get Real through all social media venues that currently exist and will ever exist throughout to the end of time or at least until Armageddon comes next week, in which case you're most likely going to starve and be too weak to tweet about it. The details about that will come in next week's very special Armageddon episode. Okay, everybody finished? All right, please hand your devices back in so we can start. Now, getting to the other high priority of Let's Get Real's foodiness reeducation camp, which is deprogramming you from the cult of foodiness and reprogramming you to be in the cult of uh, Let's Get Real. I mean, the cult of real food eating, liberal food elite type people. Today, be- we begin what we call our old timey reenactment immersion deprogramming therapy experience. Did you get that? The old-timey reenactment immersion deprogramming therapy experience. Now, this technique is based on proven psychological research that her greatness, your dear leader, developed herself for herself by herself when she was about 10 years old and had read every Little House on the Prairie book and used to pretend that Laura Ingalls was her BFF and that she could go back in time and visit her. It was a very effective avoidance tool for Erica in escaping the utter misery and boredom of her childhood on Long Island. And it has been proven to be effective for many other brainwashing, uh, I mean, reeducation facilities around the world. We're going to use it to break you of your foodiness habit by forcing, I'm sorry, immersing you in an environment that's not just pre-foodiness. It's also pre-food as in food that you can just buy. Pre-killed, pre-harvested, pre-foraged, pre-caught, pre-processed, as in no supermarkets, restaurants, food trucks, takeout, delivery, fresh, direct, or organic avenue, although that's not really food anyway, as in food before there was a middleman, when you had to get it, hunt it, kill it, and or grow it yourself. So maybe you're wondering why there was no lunch on today's schedule here at Foodiness Reeducation Camp. We usually have lunch after morning boot camp class, Right. And did breakfast seem unusually light to you this morning? Only half a bowl of quinoa and no egg on top of it? And come to think of it, wasn't dinner last night kind of skimpy too? Are you all feeling a little hungrier than usual right now? By the way, you're all looking fabulous. I mean, your cheekbones are really getting defined and your ass looks so small. If you need to drop down a uniform size while you're here at camp, just let them know at the laundry and you can trade it in. We'll just add that to your bill. Okay, so back to old-timey reenactment immersion deprogramming therapy. Today, we are going to create a famous and iconic scene from Little House in the Big Woods. That was the first book in the series, and most definitely your dear leader, Erica's favorite. Now, this book is set in the deep north woods of Wisconsin in the 1860s, early 1860s, where the Ingalls family were still living amongst family and friends, where they came from, until for some stupid, unforeseen reason, Pa decided that they'd be better off in Red State Tea Party or Nebraska than Blue State, at least we have Madison, Wisconsin. But back then, it was a simpler matter of, where can we go to grab the most free land from the natives, and where can we go where we can ignore nature and destroy a complex ecosystem of native grasses and tear it all up and plant crops that require more water than this place can provide and ultimately create a devastating dust bowl 75 years later? but that's not exactly what they were thinking at the time. You know how white people are. So in Little House in the Big Woods, Pa goes out hunting one day, and he bags himself a big-ass black bear. Now, this is a totally great thing for the Ingalls because it means serious amounts of meat and fat and fur, all important things for survival if you're living in a small log cabin in the North Woods with no internet or phone or even cable. Maybe you had a book, If you were lucky, that book was probably the Bible, which got old pretty fast, but at least it was good fiction. Without any of those things, you cannot, of course, just order your food. So you have to kill a bear. And when Pa drags home that bear that cold afternoon, Laura and Mary are totally psyched. It's like Christmas and they got an Xbox and gold sequin Uggs and a pink pony all on the same day. So Laura and Mary and Ma help Pa to skin and butcher the bear, and to salt and smoke the meat and render the fat. And the best part of all of it is that the girls get to eat the burning hot, dripping with fat, roasted bear's tail, which they greedily gnaw on. And Laura is too greedy and grabs it while it's still hot and, of course, burns her fingers because she has no impulse control. Not like that prissy Mary who's always so good and well-behaved and blonde. But in the end, she gets it because she goes blind while Laura gets to marry hot Almanzo Wilder. She also goes on to date Rob Lowe and become the president of the Screen Actors Guild, but that's a whole other story. So in past sessions of foodiness reeducation camp, we have used an actual live bear, and we brought in Michael Landon's son to play the part of Pa, even though Michael Landon was short and Jewish and hot, but probably didn't really look like Pa Ingles at all, since Ingles is a Scandinavian name. But anyway, it worked. But then, somehow, the word got out, despite the contract and confidentiality agreement you all signed. Remember? And suddenly, we had Katie Lang and that dumbass vegan Alicia Silverstone outside the camp's front gates with signs and PETA and vegan activists and the owners of Organic Avenue threatening to sue us for slander so we don't use a real bear anymore. Damn vegans always ruin it for everyone else. It's okay, though, because when Armageddon comes they're going to be the first ones to go because they're already emaciated and they don't know how to eat real food. After all, nowhere in the history of dystopian science fiction have the term apocalypse and vegan been put together. Even in Soylent Green, where they all thought they were vegans eating seaweed pellets, they were really actually eating people, which are technically food. But tonight, before you go to bed, Erica will read you the chapter about the bear from the book as a bedtime story. So thanks to a bunch of uptight vegans, we've revamped old timey reenactment immersion deprogramming therapy. Looking for new ideas, we turned to Chef Chad, Foodiness Reeducation Camp Security Chief, Hunting Consultant, Head Baker, and Resident Gulf War Sniper Turned Pastry Chef for ideas. And he reminded us of his time in the Army Special Forces survival camp. Now there he and his fellow soldiers were deprived of food for three entire days. And then as they began to grow insane and desperate from hunger, they were put into an enclosed ring, much like where we sit today on our stumps, and a live chicken was released. Now the hunger-crazed men had to catch the chicken, kill it, pluck it, gut it, and cook it, and then they could eat it, all while functioning on no food for three days. Now all we've done is cut back your calories for a few hours to show you just how weak you are and break you of your dependence on easily accessed food. And also to remind you of how dependent you are on us, and especially on our dear, great leader, Erica. Now, don't get scared. We don't use live, live bears anymore, or even live chickens. What we're about to do may be even scarier for some of you. But in order to re-educate you and break you of your deep and terrible addiction to foodiness, we are going to now make you work for your food. Use your natural instincts Tap into your deep, deep reserves of human ingenuity and inventiveness. If you'll all stand up, please, and look down at the stumps that you were just sitting on. Look closely. You'll notice that the seats flip up, like a toilet, but please don't start pooping. It's not pooping time yet today. You'll see that the stumps are actually hollow, and inside there are plastic coolers. Please remove the coolers. Don't open them yet. This is like chopped, and there's a time limit. Only unlike me, you won't come in second damn hamachi bloodline inside your coolers you will find several food items that you may have never seen before or eaten before and almost guaranteed you've never cooked before now using these foods only you will have one entire day a 24-hour period to make yourself something to eat from what we've given you now as for tools we're not animals we're not barbarians we know you need tools so you each get a knife a pack of matches, and a mixing bowl. Okay, now open your coolers. Do you recognize any of these foods in their whole form? That spiky green thing is an artichoke. Artichokes are vegetables. Now, you may be used to eating your vegetables in chip form, so actual vegetables may come as a little bit of a shock to you, former Republican candidates notwithstanding. Watch out for the artichoke, by the way. Whereas you can eat an entire bag of veggie chips without having to inspect them or see if they're ripe or still good or gone bad because foodiness doesn't go bad because it was never good in the first place. Only certain parts of the artichoke are edible. Here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you what parts you can eat and what parts you shouldn't eat. You'll figure out which ones. This is about reconnecting you with your senses which foodiness has robbed you of, you're going to have to examine the food, smell it, even taste it to figure out what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. Now, heads up, in the box, that slippery blue thing, that's not a dog toy, okay? It's a whole small mackerel, which is a fish, which, by the way, is Erica's favorite fish, so definitely don't screw that one up. She'll be very upset. And we threw in a few pods of okra and a whole squid, too, just to give you some creative freedom. There will be no complaining about this. It's not like you even have to catch the fish. We've caught it for you, although it is still alive, so you better hurry up and figure out how to kill it soon. This will be particularly hard for you vegans and so-called vegetarians, but that's what you get for buying so-called food at Organic Avenue. Remember, hunger is a great motivator that's what the great and powerful leader, leader says. And she's right. What kind of a person do you want to be? I know the live fish is scary. But if you resist, then you get sent off to the socializing without a device room. Yes, you heard me correctly. Socializing without a device. You will be placed in a live bar setting in a room full of people you have never seen before. There. Without being able to distract yourself by texting with friends or using an app to direct you to someone nearby who an algorithm has determined is your type and who already likes you, you will have to connect to real people in real time on your own with no help. Except for cocktails, like God intended. If you don't want to stand around like a douchebag while everyone else laughs and flirts and has a good time, you will have to make friends. And I don't mean friends. I mean people in front of you with whom you bond and who you want around. Because you're witty or cute or fun or smart or trustworthy or understanding, if you are attracted to someone, you will have to make eyes at them or figure out a way to get their attention without a device to tell you who your friends are or who who likes you or who wants to sleep with you. You will have to risk rejection. Okay, I see we don't have any problems now with this exercise, so we should be fine. So the clock starts now. And you have until 6 p.m. tomorrow night to figure this all out. I know it's going to be tough, but you should have thought about that a few months ago when you were eating frozen veggie burgers and drinking vitamin water every night. It turns out that just watching food TV doesn't actually teach you how to cook, does it? Good luck, everybody. You're going to need it. We have to go to the mess tent now. Alan Alda is coming to visit and reminisce about his time in South Korea, uh, I mean, when he was on MASH, and to teach an advanced course to the instructors on how to be an icon to the post-feminist liberal elite. And dear leader Erica is having a private late-night dinner with John Stewart and Stephen Colbert in her secret bunker. It's okay, Adam doesn't mind. He's coming along for the ride, too. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll check in with you.
1: You're listening to Delivery Man by Huntronic on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery. In our industrial world, most wines have become brands, but the wines I love are so much more. Fine wine is a civilizing substance that connects us to nature it cannot be stamped out in a factory. If you're listening to this great show, you probably eat different. I urge you to drink different too. Go deeper. Kane5.com
2: Welcome back to Let's Get Real on Heritage Radio Network. Okay, good morning. How is everybody today? Well, I really want to commend you all on how well you manage the old-timey reenactment immersion, deprogramming therapy. Almost everyone did very, very well. And the ER doctor said that Lexi and Hampton will most likely make a full recovery, but they will have to eat through a feeding tube for the rest of their lives, and they'll probably need to ride a motorized mobility scooter. They really should have listened to me about the artichoke not being entirely edible. Unfortunately, Obamacare does not cover paying not paying attention anymore. Now that Erica has been made health has been made head of health and human services. But North Korea actually said that they're going to start accepting morbidly obese Americans as new citizens. Something they said about an emergency starvation relief plan. I don't know. More room for us now anyway. Now you all managed to find a way to eat the food that we gave you in your tree stump coolers and some of you even cooked it. The rest of you seem to be really into mackerel sashimi which is really funny because that's exactly what Dear Leader Erica likes too. That's such a funny coincidence. Now you're all almost all the way through with your two week sentence. Uh, I mean stay here at Foodiness Reeducation Camp, except you six monthers, of course. If you guys hadn't snuck off and bought power bars over the wall during the mackerel exchange, mackerel challenge, you'd be getting out soon too. And by the way, if you cheat like you did, Obamacare also doesn't cover the extended stay. Remember. Now our dear leader is in charge of Health and Human Services, and she makes those decisions. So if you don't listen to her or pay attention at Food Industry education Camp, your Obamacare coverage can and will be terminated. And because you're not going to be covered, you will owe us some money. So we will be foreclosing on your house and repoing your car to pay back your camp fees. And we will make your children into laborers, uh, I mean employees at the camp factory. You'll get them back when you repay us for our great favor that we did for you. And for starters, you will now be taken away to the socializing without a device room, only as punishment for trying to sneak those marshmallow-flavored protein bars across the border. This time in socializing without a device room, it's someone's birthday, and you've never met them before, and everyone in the room knows each other, and you are a total stranger, and this time around, you can't drink. Take them away. The rest of you, the ones who behaved and followed orders and successfully retrained your minds and souls, to realize that Erica Wides is the one true leader and that Foodiness Recovery Camp, oh, Foodiness Reeducation Camp, sorry, is the one true camp. And that real food is not actually elite. It's just been portrayed that way by corporate America to people too dumb to realize this. And that now you are one of us one of the right kind of people and not one of those kinds of people, we want to congratulate you. You've been through a lot here and in the past week and a half, you've undertaken all sorts of tough training and rigorous regimen like palate retraining. You've successfully learned how to taste the difference between a real strawberry and a strawberry flavored whole grain organic toaster pastry. You've learned to eat real steel-cut oats and quinoa for breakfast, you ate rabbit, for Christ's sakes, and you killed a mackerel. And most importantly, as part of our fully integrated exercise and wellness program here at the camp, you've helped us to build the ever-higher stone wall between us and the outside world to fend off the attacks from General Foods and his troops, to keep out the evil forces of foodiness, the rogue attacks from Captain Crunch and his big food battalion. The wall is looking really good, by the way, and you totally look hot with those new tight pecs and abs you got from breaking and lifting all those big rocks. It's so much better than CrossFit. Now, Chef Chad says we're making real progress in our counterattacking of the forces of foodiness. He thinks that they may even have retreated permanently, but if we've taught you one thing other than how to eat an artichoke and that Erica is the John Stewart of food and that liberals may not Sorry, and that liberals may not know how to use guns, but liberals can be friends with libertarians who will happy shoot a gun on our behalf. It's to never trust the evil forces of foodiness. They're probably just retreating now in order to strategize, to figure out new, more evil, and more insidious ways to disguise their same old shit as more foodiness than ever. Polishing the health halos and pouring on new greenwashing. So be ever vigilant. Be wary of foodiness propaganda. Be wary of anything shouting the words whole or real or neutra or enhanced or that has vitamins listed on the package or makes a claim that it will make you smarter or thinner or sexier. To keep you on point, we're sending you home with a talking Chef Chad action figure who never needs batteries and barks out commands when you press his bald spot. Keep him in your pocket at all times and he will help you fight the good fight and keep on keeping on in the war against foodiness. Now you can actually buy the entire set of Foodiness Reeducation Camp action figures at the gift shop, which you'll pass through as you exit at the end of your stay. There's one of publicist and editor Chris, who has a little clipboard and a rotary dial phone, and an accessory pack filled with Svetka and Avocados and skincare products, which are all sold separately. There's nutritionist Kristen with her little shopping cart that she can take to the Little Park Slope Food Co-op and her accessory pack for curly hair maintenance, also sold separately. There's also groundskeeper Adam doll with his little toolboxes and a tiny iPhone for playing dice with friends that actually works, also sold separately. And then you can also, of course, purchase the Dear and Great Leaders Dream Home, the Erica Wides Dream Home, which is a tiny stone cottage Built inside an old factory with a craftsman bungalow porch, complete with tiny beehive, tiny vegetable garden, an old subway map collection, and 26 pairs of running shoes. Her dream car, solar powered mini Mini Cooper, is all avail- also available, sold separately, batteries not included. Now, before you leave in a couple of days, I want to address something that is of real concern to us here at Foodiness Reeducation Camp, other than foodiness, of course. And that thing is the apocalypse, the end of days, the end of the world. It's coming. Now, despite the reassuring message that is now actually posted on USA.gov, the government website, that reassures us that the end is not happening on December 21st, we here at the camp aren't taking any chances. We've been lied to before by the government. We know, really, that we're already in the apocalypse. Although the re-election of our dear president has delayed it by four more years. However, because you were committed, I mean, chose to be here this month, we need to spend your last few days with us getting you ready for the end. What the Mayans didn't tell us was that it's not the total end, just the end for the unworthy. By being here with us and being like us, you are the worthy. So we'll be changing the normal schedule and program you in anticipation of the apocalypse. By performing so well on the mackerel tree stump challenge, you've proven yourselves to us, and we think you're ready for the next level. So you're going to join us here again next week at Foodiness Reeducation Camp for a special episode of The Apocalypse is Coming, What's for Dinner, Part 2. Because even in the end of days, you might actually have to eat shit. But not just raspberry-flavored shit with extra vitamin C. I mean actual shit, because there may be nothing else to eat. But when the end does come and you do have to eat real shit, at least you're not a chump because it doesn't taste like a cookie and you don't believe it has omega-3s. And so even in a post-apocalyptic world, you can remain the right kind of people. And now we will send you off re-educated, deprogrammed from the cult of foodiness. You will no longer get your protein from bars. You'll get it from meat and beans and eggs. Your vegetables won't taste like potato chips. They'll taste like broccoli or asparagus or carrots. You'll no longer have raspberry-flavored anything in your life because raspberries aren't flavored. Raspberries taste like raspberries because they're raspberries. Do you get it? And even if you choose to be a vegetarian, which, for an added fee, we will write into your contract, you will not eat garden burgers made of GMO soybeans or buy vegan lasagna from Organic Avenue. You'll eat non-meat real food. And in reconnecting with real food and your senses and knowing what it is to hold real food and cook it and smell it and know if it's good or bad or ripe or not, and just in general being able to distinguish food from foodiness doppelgangers that turn people into tea party voting, morbidly obese, infantilized potato people with diabetes who could walk if they wanted to, but actually choose not to, you may find you start re-entering the realm of the real across the board. In the Matrix, they had to take a pill to come out of the rabbit hole, back into the realm of the real. But it doesn't have to take a special pill. You can just eat a carrot, a real carrot that grew out of the ground, or an apple, or a chicken leg, or anything real that at one time walked or swam or flew or grew. Like in the Matrix, once you have a taste of reality, will you find that your whole life is an illusion and everything you know unravels? Well... I'm not going to lie. Maybe. The point is that I'm here to lead you through the transition back into the realm of the real. But it's not so bad. In the realm of the real, people go to parties and have fun there. They read books and magazines and keep their thoughts pretty much to themselves They they watch Maud and they watch MASH and they drink unflavored martinis and they write letters and cards to each other that they keep forever. And they only talk on the phone at home alone when no one else is around. And they look up at the traffic when they cross the street. Just saying. And the food is really, really good in the realm of the real and all the right people are there. Trust me. Now, there is this little issue that sometimes comes up in people who leave foodiness Reeducation camp, and that is the little issue of orthorexia, which is what happens after your initial bliss of re-entering the realm of real food when you find out that real food has been completely fucked with so much that there's actually pretty much nothing completely safe or real to eat, and you wind up eating a little bit of popcorn and drinking some sake at night for dinner, and that's it. But we have a camp for that, too. And most important, all the right people will be there in the realm of the real. Michelle Obama, Teresa Carey, Jon Stewart, Stewart, Sarah Silverman, Chef Chad. And that is what this is all about, right? That and being able to tell your friends that you were listening to Let's Get Real before everyone at the office was watching it. And when they come in on Monday morning laughing about the episode on foodiness reeducation camp, you can smugly point out you were there when the dear leader did it the first time around on Heritage Radio. So if you don't want to eat shit and you want to be the right kind of people, keep tuning in to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food, even after the apocalypse, which is next, FYI. So make sure to tune in next week or you're going to starve.